Welcome to a Swifty Snapshot Podcast. Hi, I'm Silver. This is a podcast about Taylor Swift. Each episode, I go through a different song from Taylor's discography. I started with her debut album and will be going until, well, who knows at this point. For each song, I delve into the history behind the music, break down the lyrics, and talk about what the song means to me. Every so often, I invite a fellow Swifty to have these discussions with. Each episode finishes with the segments Taylor's Trends and this week's version of Taylor. Jump, fall, and become even more enchanted with Taylor alongside me. Are you ready for it? Welcome to a Swifty Snapshot Podcast. Hi, I'm Silver. Today's episode is episode 12 of season 4 and the Red Taylor's Version era. Today's song is track number 11, Holy Ground, Taylor's Version. Holy Ground was written by Taylor Swift. The Stolen Version and Taylor's Version were produced by Jeff Basker. The Stolen Version was released on the album on October 22nd, 2012, and Taylor's Version was released on the album on November 12th, 2021. Holy Ground is about Taylor reminiscing about a good moment in a failed relationship. She said, you know what? That was good. Having that in my life. She has said the relationship the song is written about had ended years ago, which pleased her rather than feeling bitter about an unpleasant ending. The song is heavily rumored to be about Joe Jonas, and I'll go more into it when I discuss the hidden message. There is a lyric music video for Holy Ground, Taylor's version, that was released on November 12th, 2021. It features a ripped piece of paper taped to a door as the lyrics fade in and out on the paper. Holy Ground was performed at all venues of the Red Tour. During these performances, Taylor wore a white button-up shirt with high-waisted black shorts and red shoes. At one point, she did a choreography as a drum solo with light-up drums alongside her backup dancers, lit only by strobe lights. And then as she continued singing, her backup dancers launched up and down into the air on wires with the drums strapped to them. Really cool effect. She performed it on October 22nd, 2016 at the Formula One Grand Prix in Austin, Texas. She performed it on May 22nd, 2018 on the Reputation Stadium Tour as the surprise song in Seattle, Washington. She last performed it in September 2019 as a slow, stripped-down piano version on BBC Radio One's Live Lounge in New York City. We'll see if it becomes a surprise song on the Eras Tour. The hidden message for Holy Ground is when you came to the show in SD. Now, remember how I said that this song is thought to be about Joe Jonas? Well, Joe attended Taylor's Speak Now World Tour concert in San Diego, or SD, on October 20th, 2011. That is the rumored proof of the source of the song. Holy Ground Taylor's version belongs to the Red Taylor's version, the slow motion chapter. Let's get into the lyric breakdown for Holy Ground Taylor's version. The introduction is an upbeat guitar strumming melody that progresses into a driven drum beat as the song continues. Verse 1. Now, before we even begin, I would like to point out how incredibly different thematically this song is to the other 10 songs prior to it on the album. Yes, one can argue that it has similar musicality to Stay, 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 but thematically, it's an extreme shift. It feels very throwback, and maybe it's just because of the source of the song, but it feels very fearless to me. 
I was reminiscing just the other day. Immediately, we get this throwback. Taylor tells us that this isn't about recent times. This isn't about current heartbreak. This is something that randomly popped up for her. So, of course, she wrote a song about it in true Taylor fashion. While having coffee all alone. I can just see her now having her morning coffee, sitting in a comfy chair by the window, and these memories from years past flood in. And Lord, it took me away. I like how she expresses this whirlwind, swept up, almost prayer attempt. I also think it's interesting that through the very title of the song, one would expect a grounding effect to this song. It does come, but not initially. Initially, Taylor is saying quite the opposite. She is tumbling back through time, speeding. That's the sense of urgency, the drumbeat that we get in these verses. Back to a first glance feeling on New York time. This kind of has a jump then fall feeling to it, or even today was a fairy tale. We also get a little 1989 New York tease here. Whether or not that was in Taylor's mind, I like to think it was. Back when you fit my poems like a perfect rhyme. Back when he, Joe, was the source of her songwriting inspiration. She hasn't reached for this source in a while. It hasn't fit into her current circumstances. But this morning, as she's drinking her coffee, she tumbles backwards and it fits once more. Took off faster than a green light go. Now, I think it's telling. I'm taking a little credit here where credit is probably not due at all. But I think it's telling that I didn't start the transport trend of Taylor's trends until season two of this podcast and the Fearless Taylor's version era of this podcast. And that is the era she is referencing here. So she bridges the era gap because she links this reckless driving sensation to her namesake song on this current album. The lyric, loving him was like driving a new Maserati down a dead end street. There's the link for you. Yeah, you skip the conversation when you already know. This is a reference to when you know you know about a relationship. I left a note on the door with a joke we'd made. Now, this is where the lyric music video gets its setting from. And that was the first day. What? <laughs> You're telling me this is all just one day? All of these events in verse one were just one singular day? That's beautiful. That's amazing. And whether it's literal or just sensational, I, I love it. <laughs> chorus one. Now, Taylor slows herself down for this first chorus. The verses and the remainder of the song are running at the speed of light, highlighting these memories. But this first chorus, this is where that grounding effect takes place. It's a simple, stripped-down chorus. And darling, it was good. I just, I absolutely adore darling as a pet name. Never looking down and right there where we stood was holy ground. First title lyric. This sacred, special place, this beautiful remembering and categorization of this previous relationship. She almost needs this walk down memory lane amidst all of the current heartbreak. This shows her that not all love was bad. Verse two, spinning like a girl in a brand new dress. Love this imagery. Love this sensation for Taylor. Beautiful. 
We had this big, wide city all to ourselves. Such a clever twist of words here. Like, obviously, no one is alone in a city, but because of their love, they were clever, clever Taylor. We block the noise with the sound of I need you. And this is how they made that aloneness happen. Their sole focus on each other. And for the first time, I had something to lose. Now, Taylor is admitting that this is the first love, Taylor's first love. Everyone remembers their first love, and this is that for her, hence why she felt she could lose it. And I guess we fell apart in the usual way. Now, this is interesting because it implies a less than dramatic ending. But we all know it didn't happen like that in real time for her. Look at the fearless songs. But I think that she is viewing it now through the lens of other breakups post this first one. And she's like, it wasn't that bad. In fact, it was actually quite good (laughs) in comparison. She's definitely viewing it through rose-colored glasses. And it's very healing to see where she's at regarding this relationship. And the story's got dust on every page. This is a little the story of us moment, bringing in some speak now action. But sometimes I wonder how you think about it now. Now we get a little bit of I bet you think about me energy here, which we'll talk about in weeks to come. And I see your face in every crowd. Taylor is kind of rewriting the narrative here a little bit of revisionistic history because she begins the song with an innocent walk down memory lane that kind of slams into her. And then bam, she's saying, Oh, I see him everywhere. A little bit of the past is infiltrating the present here. My guess is it's a momentary sensation that feels large as opposed to a prolonged sensation, but who knows? Chorus two. Now Taylor doesn't bring this second chorus down. It remains upbeat and driven because, darling, it was good. Instead of and, Taylor starts this chorus with because. And then during this chorus, she introduces this vocalizing in the background. Never looking down and right there where we stood was holy ground. More vocalizing from Taylor as she carries on into the bridge. Tonight, I'm going to dance for all that we've been through. I love this mantra. This is so multi-use. It could be specifically about this relationship. It could be about healing post-relationship. It could be about current life events. It's so strong and so manifesting and claiming. It has so much application options. But I don't want to dance if I'm not dancing with you. Now, here Taylor kind of backtracks on this mantra a little bit. I think she's saying that she knows this relationship is a part of her legacy. It was what happened and therefore will always be a part of her. She is saying the past is framing the future. And therefore, it still remains a bit of a claiming as well. Like she is accepting this past of hers and how it brings her forward into the future. So it's kind of a bit of a relenting, but it's also an acceptance. Tonight, I'm going to dance like you were in this room. (laughs) This is an outright dedication. I love the journey through this bridge. I truly believe it is crediting what she went through to who she is today. This is what this is to me. So she starts with, I'm going to do this because I've been through this. 
But I understand that I am not who I am today if it wasn't for what I went through with you in the past. And then she brings it all together and says, I'm still going to do this because you are here even now. And then ends with another acceptance repetition. But I don't want to dance if I'm not dancing with you. This is powerful stuff here. This proclamation from Taylor. Love it so much for her. And because she put it out there for us and gave this to us, we can claim it ourselves. Very, very potent. Chorus three, no and, no cuz, just it was good. Again, she is so embodying her healing and her experiences here. This is such progressive Taylor here. This level, it's, I I love it that she placed this point of view on the Red Album because the Red Album is so sad and heartbreaking. So it's almost like she sticks this random song in here that really has nothing to do with the rest of the songs on the album and is like... Someday you will sing like this about what you're currently going through because look at what you are singing about now in relationship to what you went through several years ago. This this grounding technique, this manifestation technique, oh my gosh, this is light years of healing and working on herself. And then she ends with it was good. <laughs> it's beautiful never looking down. She's not looking back. She's not looking down on herself. She's not looking down on what the relationship was. She is embracing it. And right there where we stood was holy ground. The fact that she attributes a sacredness to this experience is the ultimate enlightenment, in my opinion. More vocalizing for Taylor. And then she finishes with an outro version of the bridge. Tonight, I'm going to dance for all that we've been through, but I don't want to dance if I'm not dancing with you. Tonight, I'm going to dance like you were in this room, but I don't want to dance if I'm not dancing with you. More repetition. That trend from the Red Album sticking with her. And she ends the song. Wow. Now, what does this song mean to me? This is a first love song. This is a beautiful remembering of the past. It pays tribute and gives place to the past within the present. It is a beautiful moment of healing and claiming. I love it for what it is and what it can be and what it means. It is not just a memory, but it is a foundation and a very healthy one at that, looking back on what she went through with all this. And that's what Holy Ground, Taylor's version, means to me. Let's talk Taylor's trends. This is the part of a Swifty snapshot where I highlight different trends that Taylor uses in her lyrics. We have six potential trends to choose from. The weather trend, the colors trend, the calendar trend, the time of day trend, the style trend, and the transport trend. Let's see what trends Taylor used in this song. Back with some Taylor's trends. There were none last week, so... First category, the time of day trend, lyric, half a point, back to a first glance feeling on New York time. Second lyric, half a point tonight, I'm going to dance, total of one time of day trends. Next category, the transport trend, half a point for the lyric, took off faster than a green light go, total of 0.5 transport trends. 
Final category, the style trend, lyric spinning like a girl in a brand new dress, total of one style trend, bringing us to a total of 2.5 Taylor's trends. This week's version of Taylor. Join me every week to discuss breaking Taylor news, whether that's spottings, Easter eggs, social media presence, or general Taylor news. Let's see what she's been up to recently. Taylor News. On April 28th, Atlanta temporarily changed their name to Taylorsville and presented Taylor with the keys to the city prior to her set there. Taylor liked three TikTok videos and donated to Atlanta Camp Food Bank. It was night 14 of the Eras Tour and night one in Atlanta. The opening acts were Biba Doobie and Gracie Abrams. The surprise songs were The Other Side of the Door and Coney Island. On April 29th, we got the infamous April 29th. Everyone was making content with this song, myself included. Had to do an honorary April 29th post. It was night 15 of the Eras Tour and night two in Atlanta. The opening acts were Biba Doobie and Gracie Abrams. And the surprise songs were High Infidelity, obviously, and Gorgeous. On April 30th, Taylor changed her bio link on Instagram. It used to be Lavender Haze, which brought you to the Lavender Haze music video. Now it is the link to her website. It was night 16 of the Eras Tour and night three in Atlanta. The opening acts were Muna and Gail. The surprise songs were I Bet You Think About Me and How You Get the Girl. On May 1st, Taylor posted, wow, Atlanta, just wow. The band, dancers, and I can't stop talking about how insanely magical it was playing for you guys the past three nights. You were always bouncing, dancing, screaming every lyric, and you created so many breathtaking moments for us. You know what I mean. Love you. Hey, Nashville. You're next. Purple heart emoji. She posted this along with four pictures. The Country Music Hall of Fame announced an Eras Tour exhibit to debut next month, and Taylor surpassed 257 million Instagram followers. That's all for this week's version of Taylor, Taylor's Trends, and Holy Ground, Taylor's Version. Next week, I will be covering Sad, Beautiful, Tragic, Taylor's Version. And this is the week that I am going to the Eras Tour in Philly. So I will be recording next Monday's episode prior to going. So when it comes out next week, I won't have anything to say about the Eras Tour because it will not have been yet. But I promise that the Eras Tour will get its moment on this podcast. I promise, I promise, I promise I have plans. I cannot wait to go experience it, talk about it. I am so overwhelmed and anxious, excited about it all. It's going to be life-changing. I just know it. So don't forget to follow and subscribe on all the platforms so you don't miss any content or episodes or my Eras Tour experience. (laughs) And on that note, come back, be there.